This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. So another exciting development in gay sports, a Byron Perkins, a defensive back, which is apparently a position in football. Yeah, that sounds like a porn thing. It does. It does. A defensive back for Hampton University has come out as gay. He's the first college football player at a HBCU that surprised me. college or university to come out of the closet. I, I agree. It was it, it's, it's like, like college. I mean, I don't watch football at all. And like the college level feels like not as cool as the pro level. So like I would assume one would be gay in there. Yeah, I think, yeah. But I feel like the more we talk about gays in sports, it really does reveal itself to be so slow to change. So I was just going to say, Elliot, that like, you know, despite the incredibly quick progress in the rest of society sports yeah. is still very slow i find it shocking i, I yeah, mean I, I agree I, 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 you, I just find it shocking i mean i feel like the fact that we got lil nas x basically like b- blowing up hip-hop by being openly gay like openly openly gay first yeah. before like some real movement in sports has been pretty astounding to me yeah. I mean, even when we had anthony bowens on the the uh, wrestler it was like the idea that he is that he's you know open and out and proud without it really threatening his career yeah is like feels like such an enigma but even yeah. in wrestling i mean like even I, wrestling is like the gay I, yeah so it's gay. like very gay you know very very gay whereas football i get football is like to me the most masculine of sports in that like it it is all about the physicality of taking someone down mm-hmm. it's almost like fighting it's like it's i agree and that's why I've been surprised that I feel like they've had their closest calls with a, an out professional gay athlete football, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to like baseball, which is just full of evangelical hicks. <laughs> wait, wait, say, say, say that again. Sorry, say that again about football. So that I, had their... Like, you know, football had Tony Sam, football has this guy. And then we had, uh, what's his face? The uh, Callum, that the actual yeah. first gay NFL player came oh, out. Oh, Nass- Carl Nassim. Carl Nassim or something. Nassim. Um, Nassim. Yeah. Uh, and so like they've had these, I feel like they've had more movement, but like, there's like no rumor, no real, like, uh, out gay professional baseball players. And don't forget, even in baseball, there's, there's several leagues, minor leagues of semi-professional athletes and still no, no, none that I know of. They have the gayest uniforms. They really do. (laughs) I mean, well, maybe not football does too. I mean, those pants are tight. No, football has the gays because, like, you can yeah. see, like, can it's see the stretch strategy, material right? you see right there. Yeah. Baseball, I think yeah. they try to, like, hide it. Or not hide it, but it's, like, you know, it's more covering. Yeah. It's not yeah. tight. It's the Diane Keaton of sports, if you will. Do, <laughs> yeah. do you, that, all of that said, so um, uh, Byron came out of the closet. He said, I've decided that I'm going to make a change and stop running away from myself. He said this on Instagram. I'm gay. Let it be known. This is not a decision or a choice. Simply put, I am who I am. Which feels like a coming out from like 2002. That's well, why it, Brent wrote. A, a little bit. Um, yeah, I wrote, baby, you were born this way. <laughs> but what I did, um, what I did like about it is it like, it, well, I should say it just reminded me of those handful of gay guys I've met over the years. I mean, the last 20 years, really, mm-hmm. who occasionally will buck what is very clearly the righteous answer, which is, you know, homosexuality is genetic and they'll be like, I chose this, honey. I remember <laughs> having one or two arguments in New York with gay guys. I met at bars and be like, I it's, it's not genetic. I, I chose it, honey. Why would they and think that? I don't even I, understand that logic. Is it because they why. think that they can well, turn straight guys gay? Well, they think uh, they're, tr- they're trying to like one up Brent. 
well, in I that th- conversation. I mean, there's prob- yeah, there's probably any number of factors playing into it, but yeah. I mean, don't forget that is that is the rationale that the right uses to oppose exactly. our rights, which, which is, is like, dummy, don't embrace that. Don't embrace that, you dipshit. <laughs> also, when it's very clearly not true, of course like, it's not. Yeah, true. Of course it's not true. As, I think as, Brent would choose to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I that question when people, people say that, like, I ch- if like if I had my choice, I would choose to be gay. I'm sorry. Like, oh I mean, I, I, I don't, Come I don't on. think, I mean, I don't think anyone would ever have that choice, but I also think maybe I would because I think Alan would, I really yes. love being gay. Yes, yeah. but, but at the same time, like who, Speak would, want, for yourself. who would actively choose <laughs> to feel bullied and to feel de- deficit from the moment they're, bu- you know, the moment they have some sort of, you know, sexual realization. But it's I don't like, think everyone feels that. I don't, I've never felt that though. No, no, no. Not everybody feels that. And, and, and it's a blessing that you haven't felt that. I just right. think it's just very funny when guys are like, when it's, when they talk about this stuff with such flippancy, yeah, you know, or the, the idea that they chose it, it's like, right. you didn't like, you're just, you're, you literally sound like Pat, Buc- like, like Bob Dole or something. <laughs> 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 you know? yeah. Like, Oh, stop. I mean, Please I please stop. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is ridiculous. But at the same time, I'm like, it's kind of great. I mean, there's like so many options. There's so many more options, I feel like. for So us. many fewer options. There's no, fewer no, I think, my God. I'm so not just talking about sex and hooking up. I'm talking about like in general in life. Like, I feel like straight people have just such like a binary way of existing in that like they get married they have kids they send kids off to college they die sure, and it's just sure. like that is very true yeah and it very feels true. Th- that to me is very depressing because i just that is very true existence yep. in life yes. i don't have and that outlook yeah it's sort of if you ask me it's like a double-edged sword in that like i can say that if i want i can still think about having kids for mm-hmm. another whatever 10 15 years i guess if i wanted to i mean <laughs> that, no truly yeah I mean, no like, it's true like older guys still are like adopting younger kids and or, or you know doing surrogacy or ha- waiting for partners and like yeah. f- women especially women more than straight men oh, are just sure. like bullied by society even the most progressive feminist you know left-leaning people <clears throat> i think are bullied into fitting into that binary but so yeah. I, I don't know i think i think alan to your point it's like you gotta I- get sides I, I just i did the reason i chuckled elliot was not from what you were saying i was picturing elliot glazer with his ravenous sexual appetite being a straight man <laughs> you know rummaging, rummaging wouldn't run into the rummaging through the bushes to try to find women what uh, are you talking about ravenous <laughs> sexual appetite my, my favorite my favorite thing in the world is when elliot fights he's like when elliot will be like i don't He's like, my sex life is boring. And meanwhile, <laughs> you're like, I I can't say all the things I know on the podcast. Oh my uh, God. As his friend, you're like, your sex life is ravenous. No, it's not. <laughs> you're, you, you're just comparing it to yours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you actively you. say that yours is slow. Is is I do right. feel like I do feel like queer people have better sort of like sex stories than straight people and like more <laughs> yeah more yeah. like advent like like i remember there was the whole like there were around food fetishes and stuff you know what i mean like i feel yeah. like people don't necessarily do that whereas i have a dunkin donut story from a hookup years ago where <laughs> oh, yeah. that, you you remember that guy who wanted me to go to like yeah and it's like but, and you never hear that in any like from straight people you never hear of a straight woman being telling her husband or her hookup person to go to Santa Monica, to, <laughs> Santa Monica to go to buy the little to get some chef holes. boyard what are they called munchkin holes what are they, what are those munchkins yeah, yeah to go to Santa Monica to buy munchkins so that you can feed them while like you're having sex like no yeah. like you never yeah. hear that from straight people I love that's that about true. us yeah yeah no yeah, that's fair yeah I do I remember there was uh recently at some, or some point recently um Chris Wilding who's a writer and and uh, a personality on Howard Stern I think Howard was asking him about asking him about something or I think during the pandemic he was living with his family back in Canada and he was like did you come out? I think they asked if he came out to his mom or his mom who he lived with his mother and his grandma and he said like he never felt the need to come out because and I love this he's like why do I want to why do I need to telegraph to people especially like 
my mom and my grandma who i want to fuck yeah <laughs> and, right and and why do i beyond like it's, t- it's taking it a step beyond i don't need to make this an announcement because it's just it's part of my life not part of my personality per se yeah he took it to the up to that even further place that i find so funny where it's like yeah i don't i like when they talk about like christian cinema or the the woman yeah. who the, who's the press secretary now it's like Oh, she's bisexual. Okay. Why do I need to know that the press secretary is bisexual? Yeah. <laughs> at the same so time, weird. at the same time, I feel like it's important to note that like it isn't, even though it is literally like what you're attracted to, it's not just about sex. Like True. Yeah, and, that, and that just proves Brent's um how point about how you're ravenous about sex. <laughs> in that it's not just about sex. It's about it's about how you look at the world in a lot of ways and how you view yeah. relationships and how people interconnect and how people communicate and all kinds That's of true, you but know? not, but not from the, I, not I, from I, the press I, I know what Elliot is yeah. saying though. Like, you know, these days someone will go on Facebook and write, you know, some like two page diatribe. And at the end they're like, so just so you know, I'm by curious. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay. I, what, how does okay. that change things for me? Yeah. Well, it changed things for you in that, like you see someone like at a party wearing a certain thing and you're like, I want to know, I want to know what, who they are and who they are. Cause you want to know those things. And again, yeah, that's true. it's about, you know, an identity in the world. Yeah. What's interesting is that you might not know. And like, um, it's almost more, I don't know, there's something nostalgic to not knowing and having to yeah. figure it out rather than that you is know, really going to their Instagram and it? it's like flags yeah. and, you know, all these yeah. flags like, oh, well, now I know. Or yeah, or right. or you look at, I mean, what I love is you look at someone's who they're following on Instagram. Yeah, and that. To deduce like, oh, okay, this person's gay. Yeah, imme- mm-hmm. like immediately. It's yeah, like, you're following yeah. Trixie Mattel. Well, Trixie Mattel, you're, you're either universal or you might be straight. Whereas if you're following <laughs> like, I don't know who's a deep cut one, like, like Sharon or, or an alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or no. oh, yes, exactly. You're probably gay. Yeah. And another thing we are here with a longtime friend of the pod, but first time guest surprising, right. which That's is right. like kind of like shocking and inappropriate, <laughs> but I'm glad it finally happened. Eliza Skinner. Hey, Eliza. Hey. Hi, Eliza. <laughs> Hi, everybody. For years, years. <laughs> Yeah. Such a funny comic, such a funny writer. I mean, just everything funny, funny. An incredibly funny. talented musical improviser as well. Ah, uh, the most the, the most relevant of my skills. <laughs> right, right. The yeah. most lucrative. Oh boy, the big bucks from making up pretend songs. I need I need to know I need to know if the boo the boo pillow on your couch is something you put out seasonally or keep around. No, that- that's, That's my dog, Boo. Well, oh, the dog, oh, oh. I didn't realize so, his name, Boo. So okay. this is the time of year when I load up on Boo yeah. Kuterman. Uh-huh. Um, and then I try not to wear too much of it now or display. I mean, I've got that up because it's, yeah. it, and when he sits in front of it, it's just like it's perfect. perfect. I mean, it's yeah. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, for the rest of the year, I'll, I'll wear it. But this time I'm, I'm, I'm kind of spooky enough that I would probably do a lot of that anyway, not specifically that word if no. I didn't have him, but a lot of the spooky stuff. And as I said, I really can't wear a lot of it this time of year because I, I get worried that people see me and they're like, oh, this is a seasonal bitch. This is a lady who loves yeah. holidays. In a few weeks, she's going to have a turkey hat on. Yeah, and then yeah. After she's that, got bandies of things trees. that she keeps in an attic. Yeah. 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 I, I would like, love oh, to no, see you in a turkey hat. I just like hat. spiders. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I can't even imagine you in a turkey hat, but I love the image is funny. Yeah. How long yeah. have you had Boo? I've had him for about two years now. Uh, actually, I guess yeah. it's two and a half. I got him right before the pandemic. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I I had taken some time off. I had just wrapped on a show and was like, I'm not going to rush into getting another job. I'm going to take a few weeks off <laughs> so I can maybe get a little senior dog and get oh. him acclimated before I go back onto set. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> those, those two weeks became my life. Yeah. <laughs> so. How are you doing? What's going on? Uh, I'm okay. Um, not a whole lot is going on. It's yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what this, like, is this a transitional time in my life yeah. or whatever? Cause yeah. you know, I had, I, I was super duper busy for a long time right before mm-hmm. always pandemic. stayed busy. You were, yeah. it just, you yeah. were, you were the one friend that was like constantly busy. Oh, that's, that's nice for you to think, you know, because in every five minutes between me being busy, I was like, that's it. I'll never work again. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, But Uh, now, you know, I haven't been for a few years and I'm like, well, I do like, I I like this 
having time to like sit with my thoughts and hang out with my dog and boo merch. Yeah. Yeah. And do all that stuff. But I do also miss, you know, making stuff. Being of use to someone somewhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and being part of a team, you know, like that, like, I, I'll throw the ball and then you'll hit it and then eventually it'll be on TV. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So that that kind of stuff I, I miss. So I'm like, well, what do I want to do then? Do I want to figure out how to continue to live kind of on my own and doing my own yeah. stuff? Or do I want to try to get back into the, the mix mm-hmm. with the team? Yeah, because you wrote on shows. I mean, you wrote on Adam Ruins Everything, The Corden Show. Like you wrote on every, like so many things for years. Drop the mic, Earth to Ned. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, now, before we recorded, I, I literally was like, "Can we? Can I ask you about James Gordon?" Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I said, I, this is just that week. I mean, or I guess, Brent, are you familiar with the whole James Corden story? Yeah. Familiar with what happened at a restaurant in New York? Is well, that what the story's been around for years, though? Too about how yeah. much of a dick he is. Sorry to. No, each time that a story like that comes out, because I feel like it's every couple of years, maybe just like every year, yeah. some story comes out that makes a lot of people irritated at James Corden. And then all the older stories come out with them and everybody's Uh, like, Oh, did you hear about this and this and this? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I don't have a whole lot to contribute to that. Like I have my own uh, uh, shitty stuff (laughs) with with him. I mean, none of it is, none of it's fun gossip. None of it Mm -hmm. is like super inflammatory. Mm -hmm. I also could like, like the, the big thing is, just whatever anybody else knows about him and thinks about him, I can be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're right. <laughs> whatever yeah. you think. He's just, an, he's an odd bird to me. I've just, you know, I've always just found it odd that like, that he's like a British rando that was picked to host an American show. And then on top of it, it's like, but all he wants to do is be in musicals. It's, well, it's, you, know, <laughs> you know how he got, you know who picked him? No. To, no. He's Les Moonves. Les Moonves saw him on Broadway and was like obsessed and was like, he's going to be our guy. And I think we all have a specific, a more specific picture of Les Moonves at this point. What kind of fella he is. So it's also so weird to think about seeing someone on stage on Broadway singing some terrible song. (laughs) I went to the star. He had also well, he was doing a, being like, oh, he must be our new comedy lead. <laughs> he was doing a solo show, um, so it was all him. But also, I, I think that it's more like a vibe. It's more of a like, it should be, it should be fellas. It should be yeah. these kind of fellas who can run a whole blah blah. blah and you know, and, well, like yeah, like Lauren hanging Michaels out with, them. with Yeah, no, like Conan was an offbeat choice. He was just plucked from a writer's room. Yeah, but it it, it also wasn't just the being on stage. It's the like hanging out with them afterwards. It's the like going out for drinks. And I will say, so after I had been on, after I'd been working for Corden for like a year and a half or so, I went to London and was doing stand up. And I learned very quickly, um, they were were like, what what do you want us to say to bring you up to go on stage? And I would be like, you can say I write for James Corden. Because I was like, they know James Corden here, whatever. Right. And the first time somebody did that, um, she was like, eh, she's a writer for James Corden. And the audience booed. Oh, <laughs> wow. And he was like, wait, wait, give her a chance. Stop, give her a stop. chance. Wow. I learned right away the only reason for them to have them say that in the UK was so that I could get up and be like, don't worry, I don't like him either. And then yeah. they'd be like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really that dislike there, huh? I mean, it's it's exciting. gone back to like things that he did on like BBC and UK TV and like all kinds of things. Like it's been what's weird about it is though, and it kind of has like an Ellen thing too because he because cre- he was a newbie here in mm. the US and he created this sort of like Sweet, nice guy driving nice in the guy, car, sing with yeah. me image, and of course it isn't necessarily that. Well, and that's that. That I think is you know I'm, I, I've been over the past few weeks trying to think of like an interesting takeaway for this, um, you know, and as a writer and whatever, like what, what story could I want to tell about this? Yeah. And um, I do think that it's, it's that need, that desperate need to be liked people who are likable and, and who like other people, mm-hmm. people yeah. who care about other people are not desperate to get liked. Yeah. And I've, as you said, yeah. I've worked for a lot of different hosts and the some of the strongest ones who I think have a really healthy relationship with their fans and with their employees mm-hmm. are people like Adam Conover, Aubrey Plaza, yeah. who they are not, you, you don't feel like 
they want me to like them just for the sake of liking them. Yeah. They're okay with you not liking them. Yeah. That yeah. ruins everything. That wasn't please like yeah. a whole lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and Aubrey certainly isn't like, what do you need me to be? The likable, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's it's interesting. I think that's like, I think that's actually kind of unfortunately bled over into non-famous people as much, you know, with like, <laughs> like on the way we, stuff? yeah, the way we're presented or that people present themselves on social media is n- honestly not that different where it's like, do you like me? Like, it's like performance uh, well, and I, and it's hard to swallow. Well, I think also it, it makes me ask the question, you know, where is that coming from? What is yeah. the impetus inside that's different? And I think that if you, if you like yourself yeah. and you can like other people, then that's you can have an acceptable back and forth of like I like you, yeah. you like me. I'm not crazy about how I feel around you, so I'm going to be around you less. Right. That sort of thing. Yeah. And if it's if there's there's not that discussion of it's just like I don't like anybody. I don't like me. You all have to like me. Yeah. Everybody has to like me so that there's some like going on because I don't know how to make it within myself. It's such right. a wild you know what I mean? thing. I feel like in a weird way. I mean, even just sort of like as a comic sure you want people to like you but like i also kind of always got off on like i think being sort of femme and getting sort of you know teased about being femme and all these things that like i got used to people not always liking me and and i kind of got off on it you're good at that though yeah that it just that it just sort (laughs) of i mean you you were really good at being like oh you know you've been you've been you're really good at explaining why it's it's not about me it's that it's not about you and you can't control it and who like there's nothing to worry about like it's over that's it yeah and i've I've, that's a lesson that i I cherish i'll throw this out real quick some of the most consistent and valuable advice that alan gives and he gives very little reasonable advice Um, is that like yeah, see, I Brent not worried about people like him? <laughs> right? Oh, uh, he has no expectation of that. <laughs> uh, but like, I get in my head about what someone thinks about maybe I was too mean about something, and and <clears throat> maybe I should have been kinder and all this stuff. And Alan will always be like, "Get over yourself. No one cares about you." Yeah, and it sounds like silly advice, but it's actually valuable when you're in that moment. No of one's like thinking about it the weakness. way you are. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah. yeah, maybe I'm way overthinking this on from just my own singular perspective as opposed yeah. to what they're thinking. You know? Yeah. Well, and there's also a big authenticity thing now. I think <clears throat> based on uh, having a lot to do with what Elliot was talking about, that like we, we're kind of thirsty for authenticity. Yeah. Craving yeah. authenticity. And people can tell when it's like, when someone is just like, hey, I'm just being me. Mm-hmm. I'm being me. And so, like, Brent, if you're just, if you're being you and you're not meaning anything (laughs) cruel to anybody else, you're not trying to have that effect. I think people can sense that. They might be like, well, that was too spicy for me, but they aren't (laughs) like, he's conniving and evil. Unless they had a bad upbringing and that's on them and they try therapy, you know? Have you guys done, have you guys, any of you guys tried Be Real? Yes. Oh my God. It's the worst app in the world. I think it's this app where, I mean, where you take a, like it it sends you a notification. You have to take a picture within a certain amount of time and it shows both your face and whatever you're watching. And I think like, to me, the internet shouldn't be real. Like it's the internet. Like I agree. Let social media be about filters and weirdness. And I do drag. I I don't want to be real. I don't want anyone to see the real (laughs) me. I very much, I I very much agree. I feel like it's really strange that for so long we've been obsessed with how Instagram, I'll just use Instagram as an example, uh, how those posts make us the viewer feel Mm -hmm. as opposed to uh, what I put up on Instagram is not about what I'm trying to make you feel. It's about like, that's my picture that I wanted to put up and here's why. Now, I think, I think that there's a a push to not, I think people think that's a bad way to be. And so they have to pretend like it's about you. So they'll put a picture that they're like, I I like this picture. I I look cute. But then they'll write underneath it. Like, have you had your heart checked? It's really important to keep up with your (laughs) cardiac health. And you're like, they'll call themselves like, they'll be like, I'm an, I'm an ugly nerd. You know, Uh. it's like, that's not and they're not, absolutely stunning but course. with like sort of silly glasses on or something yeah but right. i mean i think there's a way to like marry those and yes. be, yeah. be like you know what i feel like a big time nerd yes, and i think yes. when people look at me they don't always see that yes so it's so weird to me that inside i feel like exactly you but know, if you, a if big one old were, dork and if one were to say that a version mm-hmm. of that then it wouldn't be so i guess offensive when they're like 
literally posing as if they're like on the cover of sports illustrated and they're like me ugly me it's like okay okay." well and it goes back to what you were saying Eliza, about the the force for or the need for authenticity and people like really craving it and these social media companies then realizing they can make a buck off people craving authenticity when all these people need to do to be authentic is just to like go to a fucking show see a stand-up tell jokes you'll be it'll be the most authentic night of your life like just go out and do things and like yeah well, we're coming people. off a couple of years when, when people yeah, couldn't exactly. So, and exactly and i think a lot of people are still traumatized by that they're like yes but how do i do that but from home and and i, I would think like to know, go out but yeah. stay here and i think yeah. the apps are sort of showing that in a lot of ways this the yeah. popularity to be real in others it's why i mean with my Instagram, I like a few years ago when I started noticing the very like posed, quote unquote, candid stuff. Yeah, I was like, this makes me feel weird. Yeah, I want to lean into the fact that we all know it's posed. Of course, yeah. it's posed. Someone, someone took that picture. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm gonna just take super posed pictures. Yes. I'm gonna get dressed up in costumes. I'm gonna yeah. have backdrops. <laughs> yeah. So there's so no one thinks I am trying very to be drag. like this was just my regular like, day. <laughs> yeah, yeah be old timey where you're like literally looking. The camera oh my God, completely, please like stone like daguerreotypes. <laughs> yes, that's gonna be my new project. That's what I do with Instagram. I do like projects where I'll do like I love for a it. month. It's yeah. all this kind of photo and this kind of. That's like, kind I do of what I've done walk. with Instagram too. Like I yeah. just I have Sadie for all the photos of me, and then on my regular Instagram, I never really even post photos of me anymore. It's all like just weird nostalgia clips of things that I find funny and that I quote all the time. You know, yeah. that's yeah. me. That's more authentically me than a picture of me standing next to some do for yeah. park you know and you're not trying to, to create something or like pr- prove to someone something that's not true about you yeah. it's just like here's what i like here's my stuff this is my little scrapbook yeah of my pictures of me that i like and yeah. things i cut out of magazines yeah the stuff yeah. that we did in high school totally. you're, on, you're on tiktok and, and uh, you don't i don't think <clears throat> you say you don't right you don't make content you just kind of peruse right yeah i make a little bit of content my tiktok account is me and my dog and i am very seldom in any of the stuff that i post it's mostly yeah. just me being like look at him he's so yeah. cute yeah <laughs> yeah um and uh and yeah i mostly just watch stuff and it's really nice being anonymous and not feeling like because on twitter i have a good amount of followers and you know on twitter and instagram i'm verified and i i've never really gotten the hang of that means that when i post something it has like a different weight yeah like i feel like i should be able to be like you know this (laughs) this tv show sucks or (laughs) like (laughs) whatever and it's just fine or like this person's being a douche in public um and people are like wow not cool how dare yeah. you yeah and like everybody else can say it oh i can't because it's with me it's crossed over into a world where it's almost publishing mm-hmm. yeah. and that just it just comes across differently but on what? tiktok i'm nobody yeah I'm great i can say whatever i want or nothing at all <laughs> just be spooky mm-hmm. well, also <laughs> like, if you like criticize someone like because of your time on court and stuff like people will then They'll, they'll they'll connect the dots that maybe aren't even connected to something you're saying. Oh yeah, you know? all the time people, if they don't like something they say, they'll be like, did you see this Disney? Yeah. Did you see what this person yeah. said? Yeah. She said it's not bad for teens to be on TikTok. <laughs> kill her, you should kill her. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm just a person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, um, I don't put my tweets through Disney HR. I don't even work there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> did you get to go to the park for free though? No, because oh. I technically I was working for a production company that was working for Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, but we all inquired big time. Because so you're, you're a Disney fan. I remember like us like talking about going to the park and stuff. Like you're like mm-hmm. right before the pandemic, I think we hung out at your house and like we were park talking. Yeah. Yeah. I I got a complicated relationship with the parks. At this point, I think I've what I've pinpointed is that I really love um retired rides. That's where my heart mm. is. <laughs> like the history, the things that got taken away and that they were like, oops, this was weird. Cause yeah. yet, usually yeah. they were weird. Yeah. What were you guys thinking the first time <laughs> yeah. around? Yeah. Um and also, but like actually going to the park, I do sometimes miss it. Um Cause like, I don't leave my dog for that long for something yeah. like that these days. Mm, yeah. Um, but what I realized was I, me, when I get that feeling of like, I miss Disney, I want to go to Disney. That is a sign of depression. <laughs> <laughs> that means I feel sad and haven't noticed it yet. Yeah. That's <laughs> so funny. I didn't realize it until like <clears throat> I, I went to Disney 
with that feeling and then went just like a normal person when I was doing well. And I was like, yeah. this isn't that great. And I was like, Oh, it's cause I don't need it right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. like, Oh God, put that blue bio in my veins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell that to Alan. Alan Guys, goes it is a big mall. It's, a, it's like yeah. a mall that I pay a subscription for to go to every month. You know what I mean? It's, everything is lovely. Yeah. yeah. It's lovely. I, when I was, when I was younger and living in New York, um, I, when I would get depressed, I would go to the Kmart it oh, at Astor Place. Uh -huh. I did that with Target. I did that with Target in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. I think we didn't even have Target yet most of the time when I was there. So I was like, oh, everything's going to be folded. Everything's going to be well lit. <laughs> it's all put away. I can just walk around. No one's going to talk to me. It must have been the heyday of that Karma. Yeah, you're not going to see any friends at Kmart. That's I remember. I remember when I left New York and that Kmart. I went to that Kmart and it was like a dump. Ass. It was a dump. Yeah. Big old dump. Yeah, old it started dump. Target. There. Yeah. Yeah. I started getting there by the time I left, but yeah, I get that from Disney here too, because it feels, I mean, I'm not like a Disney head per se, but like, it's so clean yeah, and things just feel like clean and sanitized and it never feels like sticky or like a gross water park or something. It's just yeah. clean. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. I can go to Disneyland and like primarily go to the shops and yes, not same. even buy that much, oh. but just like walk around like touching things yeah 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 that's yeah. Be like so many enamel pins on the right hooks yeah yes. so many keychains right right that's kind right. of what we do when good. we go we wear like sometimes we'll go we'll never ride one ride we'll just walk around really? yeah we'll go to dinner and we'll just shop and walk around and it's like actually kind of nice it's yeah, the vibe yeah it's just the vibe yeah because i mean we don't need it's like it's vibe. your downtown los angeles whereas my downtown yeah i think it's also uh my mall because like there aren't really malls yeah. anymore exactly and i get the same vibe that i would get from when i would get dropped off of the mall when i was 10. yeah I just yeah. kind of like walk around and totally. i had no money so i would be just like looking at jewel cases full of cds <laughs> and be like someday i'm gonna save up enough for dangerous yeah. you, you know what's a what's a weird a weird question i've gotten i've received in the last couple months from a few matches on hinge is it two? okay got yeah, it. here we go big demand for brands why are you wearing children's underwear you're new <laughs> i did hear that episode i did all right uh <laughs> i mean what alan would you rather i wear baggy monstrous no, underwear I, no i just what? think you should write on it this has not been worn by a child <laughs> everybody knows as soon as they see it uh, and there's no right. questions. Everybody will be really relaxed. <laughs> I can do that for you, Eliza. Thank you. Um, but I have weirdly gotten this question. People will be like, what do you do for fun? Yeah. And oddly, I really struggle with it. And I think I'm a fairly active, busy guy. I do a lot of stuff. What do you say? I, I'm like, Jim, I... I, I always say I read Wikipedia a lot. Yes. See, this I is the kind Wikipedia. of authenticity that I'm like, this is what I, my yes. life is about right now. Oh, like gnawing on this stuff. Like, tell them oh. tell the real shit, Brent. Tell them right. the real Wikipedia. shit. What do I do for fun? What do I do for fun? I watch TV. Yeah. Do you right. not? Yeah. Right. You say rock coin? Right. No. Right. I right. watch exactly. TV. Yes. I hang out with my dog wow. and I watch TV That's and fully. I get yes. and like yeah I I watch base at the time baseball TikTok. was on yeah yeah but sometimes I'll find like a good TikTok like whole about like maybe a, an abusive relationship that I have no relationship yes. to yes. um or like some something that the kids are discovering that I already know about so I'm like yeah. let's watch them discover this whole <laughs> relationship between right. Stephanie Seymour and Axel Rose sure. yeah right they, yeah. they don't know about any of that what the heck. <laughs> I remember as a kid, like, so I loved filling out surveys uh, or like questionnaires. It was yeah. like my, my favorite thing to do. And even what as I got of questionnaires, like, you know, I love I always say like I was a professional kid where I was like, you know, Nickelodeon and I'm oh, saving yeah. the environment and the rainforest <laughs> and I'm oh, reading yeah, yeah, and like yeah, yeah, all yeah. of these things. Uh -huh. And so any Did you have to like mail back. <laughs> oh, a mail. I, I, you, wow. don't even, you don't even understand. Like I had autographs and letter it was like a my own factory you know mm -hmm. and a slash museum slash school where i enforced my sister to be my student and i literally gave her like <laughs> assignments oh such a weirdo wow. yeah, i did but, i did that with my older brother i pretended yeah. i was his camp counselor yeah I did that I, with like, my little yeah. brother where I would make him react, act out the scenes from films that I loved. So like 
You know, like, <laughs> la- like the last scene in A League of Their Own when Gina Davis is saying goodbye to her sister. I'm Gina Davis and he's the sister. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I just Sorry, tried Elliot, to play board go. games by myself and it doesn't work. <laughs> Sorry. Shoots and ladders is not as fun. Yeah. I like how the three of us abused our siblings to play with oh, us. Yeah. My sister was too much older than me. She was yeah. mostly out of the house and yeah. being a professional actor when she's like in her uh, teens. And I was oh, a really? Kid, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, but anyway, your, uh, your survey, questionnaires. Though, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, just, yeah. just so to Brent's point, it's like, you know, if somebody were to ask me now, like, what or those, I guess those apps or whatever, what do you do for fun? It's like. You have a list, Elliot. I, you do so many. No, things. I know. I like exploring and I like the outside. But uh and nature, whatever. That but sounds as, like a setup for a cruising joke, but sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember so. Yeah, it's all code. Everything we've said so far. <laughs> so fervently wanting to, for myself as a kid, wanting to curate like a very distinctive list of like my activities. And so it was just like such, mm-hmm. just thinking about it now, it's like cleaning, saving the environment. I write comic books. I It's like, yeah, just yeah. this like, this like uh, mishmash of like oh. desire to have a personality through leisure yeah. and how a lot of people do that now as, as adults. And it's so much more fulfilling when somebody like you guys are just more authentic about it and are like, I like to look on Wikipedia K-hole. That's <laughs> my passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's great. It's like nothing is more nothing is more fascinating about uh, than, than like Brent's browser history. Like, yeah, true. You can write a thesis God. about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's also there's also something when you're a kid of like trying to curate yourself. Yes. Where you're like, yes. I don't know what I am. So why don't I why don't I try to make myself something that I want to be? Okay, yes. I'm a person who. Let's write down a list of the things I want yes, to be into. Yes. And uh-huh. the things I, want I remember to... even recently that as a kid, uh, uh, that um, it just kind of like f- flooded back that I remember tr- pouring over f- uh, Friends, the show Friends, and yeah. trying to decide what character I was most like so I could tell people. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I remember, decide, on. I'd, like, decide on. I remember being like, I'm kind of like Phoebe with like a... <laughs> <laughs> A hint of Chandler, <laughs> and I would tell that to like other. That kids. is that is like, adorable. But it's like oh. to, to your point, Eliza. It was like how how do I like what can I what am I you shape a personality? You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because it's like we're trying to to like in that almost business sense. You guys were saying uh, like make a respectable person yes. and we're being yeah. so weird about it so yeah. and i miss that weird because we're I met, weird yeah. yeah i met my my best friend through like all of elementary middle high school she was a few grades ahead of me and i i went up to her on the playground in elementary school with like my hair in my face yeah. and <laughs> apparently i was doing this to a lot of people and i was just going look i'm a model <laughs> look I'm a model. And most people were like, this child is troubled. Get away from me. And she was like, tell me more. What is this about? And and I feel like now in my life, like even when I'm watching like reality shows or just watching television, because that's what I do all the time. I, I, I think I find I'm drawn to like, the person that I'm questioning the most in yeah. life in general. Like, I love a weirdo. I love a weirdo. Who I don't understand because it's just like, I embrace yeah. that. I want well, more and, people like yeah. that. And as Eli- Eliza, well, you well know that my, my, the person I'm drawn to are people who insist with such, such uh, uh, intense intention. They, they insist that they are fun. Yeah. I'm obsessed with people who insist oh that they're God. fun yeah. and leisurely. And yet they are everything but. They are yes. depressing. They are <laughs> bone dry. They are. I recently hung out with a person like that. Like, uh, yeah, they, they insist they're flavorful. And it's like. Uh, and they like not, to surprise you with okay. things. You're like, it's not do think, surprising. Do you think that that it's like in comparison to the other people in their life or that they're used to? They I are? think so. I feel like it's like, I mean, if I'm thinking about like one comedian in particular, <laughs> as, we both know, as we all know, I'm like. I think that there's something from childhood that's just kept yeah. that person stuck. And as they've gotten older, they haven't really matured. And so the need to sort of double down and being like a fun kid person, you know, yeah. like I'm a, I'm a kid at heart or, you know, I'm always silly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Ooh, like it happens to come out like demented and sexless and weird. <laughs> but the obsession with being fun is like, I, I can't, yeah. I can't turn away. 
I I feel like there there's a thing that uh, one of my crackpot theories is that um, a lot of people struggle with their expectations that were handed that they they built in childhood yeah. for the rest of their life. Like yeah. I have a lot of friends who be like uh who will be happy having a good life, be like I'm super depressed, and I'm like. Yeah how happy did you think you were going to be? Yeah. Right. Like how happy do yeah. you think you're supposed to be? Cause yeah. life is pretty boring. Yeah. So like when you're a kid, you eat, like if you eat candy and you're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You go on a ride at a theme park. You're like, this is, oh, I almost died. I can't yeah. believe how close yeah. I am to life right now. Yeah. All this stuff. And then you grow up and all of these things you've done before you've fallen in love before you've done it before you've done it before. They're just, they get more and more muted. Yeah. You don't have feelings that big. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, people are like, my life isn't going right. Mm-hmm. Or my relationship isn't going right because it doesn't feel like this. My life isn't on the right track because it doesn't feel like this. And sometimes I'm like, maybe your expectations are just, yes. I mean, sometimes, Way yeah, change your life. Yeah. You're right. But sometimes yeah. things, I mean, with politics and the way people are like, no, I don't like these candidates. I'm like, how much do you think you're supposed to like? Yeah, I'm not, I, I, right. yeah. I, I literally, I won't even get into it because it makes me so mad. I won't like. Too many of these kids grew up with Obama. He I, was a cool guy on a motorcycle. I, yeah, so I think everybody's going to be a cool guy I've on a motorcycle. A million times. It's like yeah. no one, no one gave a fuck that Al Gore was boring in yep, 1996. Exactly. Oh, I don't know if I should vote for Bill Clinton because exactly. Al Gore is just kind of dull. Yeah, we're like, not asking to put them on the warp tour. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Animals. asking them to like be cool with other countries i think go ahead burn sorry uh, i was gonna say eliza you are such a delight so much Absolutely. you're so brilliant and funny and amazing where can people find you thank you for being on podcast where can people find you mostly at home as i said I don't <laughs> very often yeah. um i am on i'm on twitter at, at eliza skinner and i'm on instagram at, at eskins I think probably going to be on Instagram more than anywhere else. Uh-huh. Um, so slide <laughs> so into the DMs going. there if you want yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> follow me, comment, and I'll comment back. Oh. <laughs> so much fun. We love you so much, Eliza. Thanks so Likewise. Much. And another thing. So when we think about uh, generationally speaking, where we are now, you know, I mean, it's a, this is a somewhat of a, of a of a dark path, but I feel like pretty dark sometimes i feel like now you know modern times are as difficult as they can be but it's not well as 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 positive as they can be in a time where we feel lucky enough to not feel as uh as persecuted or focused Mm -hmm. on as we may have been as like queer people or minorities years ago decades ago yeah decades ago it still feels like to me, especially after our conversation with with Eliza, you know, the cultural climate is so um, atrocious, and, yeah. and and there's just so much is 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 hard to hard to stomach. And so I was thinking about it the other day, and was wondering what you guys thought when it comes to thinking about the state of the world that we're in. Do you blame any specific generation in the way that people say, "Okay, boomer"? Or they yeah. blame Gen X for, yeah. for causing where we are now. I'm wondering, what do you think? For specific things. Then it's not one all-encompassing, for sure. It's definitely not one all-encompassing. I actually will say this. So I thought this was a great question. Great job, Thank Elliot, you. as always. Um, I really, you guys, this won't surprise anyone listening to the podcast or you guys, but I really think our generation, which would be millennials, millennials yeah, deserves the credit for the ascendancy of social media, which, uh, as we all know, I think is at the root of almost every pro- systemic problem in our society right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think our parents' generation, so boomers, I think they deserve, you know, the credit for the, the rise of republicanism and mm-hmm. um, and not advancing civil rights as fast or as as, as far as they should have, and uh, nuclear weapons uh, yeah. proliferation. But then I also think like the apathy of Gen Z is like just absolutely appalling to me. Yeah. (laughs) Like I just feel like the way social media, I mean, this is maybe an unfair generalization, but the way social media kind of shows, you know, Gen Z being like, I don't care about anything. I only, I only vote for people who I think are cool. Like, I feel like that sentiment is even stronger amongst that generation. And that worries me 
a, a lot as well. So those those are my three votes. See, I I break mm. it down. I don't. I have no thoughts on the Greatest Generation and the Silent Generation because I feel like they got fucked so hard in so many ways. I feel like the Silent Generation and the Greatest Generation are kind of in the situation that millennials are in right now, in that their lifespan was dealt so many setbacks because of events that were fully out of their control. You know, we're talking about- Yes, the, the, war, the depression. War, the yeah. epidemic. Yeah. Um, oh God, what was the epidemic in like the- Small, uh, uh, The Spanish flu, uh, no. Yeah, the Spanish flu. Yeah, the Spanish, mm -hmm. Spanish flu. Yeah, and like all of these things, the, the <clears throat> depression, all of these things, it just set them back for their entire lives. And it's just, it was hard to build out, and the 1950s mm -hmm. helped a little bit, but it was hard to get them out of it. And I feel like, I have no, like, I feel, I feel bad for those two generations, but for baby boomers, I blame them for the economy fully. I think they set up this economy in this way and they use this economy in from the 1970s until the now, and they fucked us over with, with our social security. They fucked us over with pension plans. They fucked us yeah. over. They were so fucking greedy that yeah. I feel like they fucked over our economy. I think Gen X fucked over our politics. The reason why I think we have you know, the politics that we do and from sort of the end of the years of Reagan to Bush to Clinton and on, I think is all Gen X and it's all really, yeah, it's all Gen X. It's all because they went from <clears throat> this like weird sort of like, you know, childhood of being in the seventies, eighties and things were bad or whatever to like then feeling like they were powerful because they had, they had the college education that they could afford. Mm -hmm. They could pay for college in those, in those eras and like their lifetime in the nineties and stuff. And they didn't have the debt that millennials have or that Gen Z has from from college and stuff. Their their outlook post graduation was so great, mm -hmm. and our outlook not so great. And so it's mm -hmm. like those two, baby boomers and Generation X, I blame a lot for millennials. I blame for the internet and sort of the direction of the internet, but I blame the tone of the internet for Gen Z and sort of the X like like millennials built the social media platforms for then Gen Z to use them and ruin them. And it's mm, sort of this, yeah. <laughs> It's this, it's this weird back and forth. So millennials fucked up a lot too. Yeah. We fucked what, up a lot of stuff. What, what are your thoughts, Elliot? I kind of, as, as similar to Alan, I think the millennia, millennials, like we we built up the internet and lived through like, a, a, you know, every iteration of it, AOL and Friendster and MySpace and then Facebook. But I think Facebook sort of, it was a phenomenon, but then it changed things uh, mm. when it became just even more democratized to the point that it is now. And I think so. I think millennials, but really fucked things up with the way that the internet turned when it became, you know, comments and 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 tweeting yeah. and, and identity yeah. politics. But to me, that's also really been amplified by Gen Z. But I and the political correctness, where like we were saying with Eliza, like there's no in between, there's no nuance. Yeah. You have to choose one side or the other and be mm -hmm. tribal. But I I blame. I blame baby boomers. I don't even, I don't really fully have a read on, on Gen X. Whereas I think baby boomers, you know, for, at least for me, if, if I'm going to blame a real shift in, 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 in like the culture, I think of like Ray Nixon, Reagan, yeah. um, and then hugely Reagan, Trump, sure. you know, a, a Trump yeah. obviously and the, and the rise in the, the shift, the, the, the change between Obama and Trump was so, violent and so like emotionally violent and taxing and exhausting and yeah. just being gaslit every day constantly and and just being so in awe of how horrible things could get to me i feel like i feel like the people who voted the most for for trump really were boomers who who were well, who and, allowed and gen x oh really Ugh. yeah i mean yeah, there's I guess... a lot of there's a lot of sort of people who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, who aren't part of the baby boomer generation, who they're now in their 70s, who they they had the the experience of the 1980s and seeing their parents struggle with yeah. they were blue collar, and then they had the 90s with the boom, but then they probably got that that home loan that fucked them over. Into, so it was like there was a lot of sort of people respond like Trump is a baby boomer, but his audience is Gen X. Ugh. I, I I guess I I thought it was more uh, baby boomers. Uh, I guess in the sense that I mean, they, they have baby boomers too. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I I thought of I think of them for whatever reason. I think of them. Baby January six is all Gen X, Gen X and millennials. Like the, those those people that were at January six, Gen X and millennials. <laughs> like it's yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I I guess what I did think was that. 
boomers were the biggest group of uh, or the, the biggest collection of a generation to actively know choose choose worse but could but knew better yeah. you know like they, they they knew that you know buying into trumpism was feeding disinformation and allowing for false narratives to exist and just sort of ramping up racism and and, and intolerance and hatred and mm-hmm. homophobia but knew deep down instinctively knew that that was wrong yeah and so and and maybe i'm wrong you know in terms of it, pinning it on them but it does to me feel like they could have made right the right choices but instead double down in corporate greed yeah and uh yeah. and 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 the need for power and allowing people to ascend who represented that yeah but maybe i'm wrong maybe i maybe it is gen x yeah i mean i don't know gen x i, I always question gen x because they 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 got a raw deal too but not in the way that millennials and Gen Z did. And to yeah. me, to me, I feel like millennials and Gen Z, particularly with college and and the way in which people have gone into insane amount of debt just to better themselves and get ahead in life is uh, an experience that generations before Gen X either didn't have or the economy was different. And it, it, and it was because it was created by baby boomers. That economy was created by baby boomers to then put these people in debt which then led to the anger and the dissent that led to Trump support. So, I mean, I mm. feel like there's a connection there and it's all economical. Do you think people turned like, like boomers, but, or maybe Gen X turned when the Clinton Lewinsky scandal happened and people suddenly felt some sort of moral obligation to, I don't think so. They supported Clinton Clinton's numbers after the impeachment stuff and everything were insanely high to the point where yeah. Democrats won in the midterm in, in 1998. And so it, it was, it was an interesting, and those were baby, those were, that was the height of baby boomers mm. really voting in their mm. sort of generation gap because he was a boomer. And so I don't know, I don't think it did. In fact, I think it, it solidified this sort of, I feel like boomers in general are pretty, probably more red, but purplish. Yeah. Like they've lived through things that they have to sort of, They've lived through the acceptance of a president being, you know, faultable, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. that, that idea of, like, a president is, we're not hiding the affairs of presidents anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. with Kennedy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. God, that's, then that's, a, then I'm shocked because I thought Gen X was like, <laughs> I guess I'm thinking of, like, reality bites and the band D-Light for some reason, <laughs> like, Flower Child and, you know, yeah. like, yeah. that sort of 60s, that, like, a neo 60s thing in the beginning of the 90s that uh everything shifted once like kurt cobain died and suddenly mm-hmm. grunge and uh uh fred durst took over <laughs> not grunge but neo neo a uh, new metal fred Durst yeah, came into things yeah. and into the picture with kid rock and just like destroyed humanity oh i guess i just blame fred durst I'll, yeah I'll there blame you go limp Bizkit. <laughs> i think of like ted cruz and shit because he's a part of gen x yeah. Well, he looks like a limp biscuit, so. <laughs> <laughs> what would your aunt say? What would your aunt Ramona mm-hmm. say about something she heard on today's show? I actually started following Elliot on Be Real. It's just a bunch of pictures of him with other gentlemen. <laughs> be Real. I'm not on Be Real. <laughs> uh, my Aunt Joanne would say, I never cared for James Corden, but I do miss Ernie Kovacs. You know why. <laughs> <laughs> How wait, about who's Ernie, wait, who's Ernie Kovacs? He was a late night uh, host in, in like a long time ago, but yeah, he was Jewish. So funny. <laughs> yes, I, I, get, I get it. Back. Yeah. How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, I always thought I put the boom in baby boomers, but I guess I'm wrong. I'm a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Aunt Anne. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Everyone, be, be real. Be real. Bye.